Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So, what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma? It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and, in his unique and in manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. In the, among the human beings, it also could be possible. Sometimes, people who are guarding you, looking after you, they can sleep, they can forget, they can be lazy, they don't bother, you do whatever like. Like you can see really that very often in the, in, in the, in the borders in between India and Bangladesh, it is never, never very strict. Very often, so loose people coming here from here and there, uh, you know, and, and people say too many, so many stories. Because people who are there, just they want money, their salary, I think like that they are not very careful that who is passing with the passport. Sometimes, literally, what actually happens is, if you know, people are going from India to Bangladesh, to 20 people, 20 passports, so the people who are checking there on the Bangladeshi border, they are not going to see whose passport is there. Okay, how many people? 20? 1, 2, 3? Okay, 20 passports, are fine, go. Sometimes, actually, people, I, I, I know this happened, sometimes people take other people's passport and they travel. Because they don't look, they just, okay, you can go. Actually, sometimes it even happens, there are only 19 passports and 20 people travel. Because they even actually don't count the number properly. Okay, you are now, okay, 20 passports, 20 people, you go, you can go. You can't expect that from the just sitting on next to you. It never can happen. They are very noble people, Kiraman. Katibina, and they are recorders. They keep writing every single thing at the same time. They don't miss it. Don't miss it. Kiraman Katibina. And then the Quran says, يَعْلَمُونَ مَا تَفْعَلُونَ And they know what you do. You can't deceive them. Whatever you do, they know it. Every single action. When you go for the prayer, they know it. When you pray nicely, they know it. When you don't pray nicely, they know it. When you read the Quran, they know it. When you don't read the Quran, they know it. When you abuse someone, they know it. When you do justice, they know it. When you do injustice, they know it. And they write exactly. In this verse, Quran says they know what you do. In other words, Quran also says they know what you speak. Quran says, One does not speak any word, utters any word, but there is an angel ready, very active, writing every single thing. Speak and written down. Every single thing there. Whether you say words and whether you make an action, it is written. Sometimes big intentions they also written down. There are some things which are only known by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but there are many things which are just have been given power to know it properly and they write it properly. And you can't deny the book. You know, the thing is, when somebody has recorded you know, one story against you, you can deny. Somebody, you know, somebody said, you know, for example, if somebody takes bribery, you can say, if you say that, you know, on that day you took bribery. There's a no, no, it is false and all the accusations against me and this. And then you show the film that 10, 20 times you have been doing the, all the same thing and properly, then he's not going to deny. Finish. 
to one story you can deny. These people, they write every single thing. There's no way you can deny. You can deny one thing, two things, three things, you can't deny. And also, how can you deny? Quran says, The day will come when their tongues, their hands, their body, their skins will witness against them. Allah will ask all these parts of body to witness. They will say, you say I didn't do, but your body says, no, you did. People will say to their skins, why you witness against us? You know, I am doing all this lie to save you. They will say to their skins, why are you lying? Those skins will say, Allah who made everything to speak, he is the one who made us to speak. Even your bodies cannot defend you. So, tell me why Quran is mentioning this. Really, Allah is so, so interested to reveal your secrets, to just write that Allah can enjoy your secrets. Like we people, sometimes we tape people, sometimes we do all this. Why? We want to enjoy these things. People do like that. Some people actually have got this thing. They enjoy your problem. Let Allah enjoy your problem. He created you. He loves you. So why is he mentioning this all this? Again, love. He loves you really. He wants to warn you that this is what's happening. So be careful. He's loving you. He wants to warn you. Be careful. You know, those, you know, these angels are recording everything. And there will be proof against you. Before the death, correct yourself. Don't repent to Allah that he wants to do. You know, really, he's so merciful for the people, really, more than their mothers. Ma baaf se bhi seva hai shafqat teri. افزوں ہے تیرے غضب سے رحمت تیری جنت انعام کر کہ دوزخ میں جلا وہ رحم تیرا ہے یہ عدالت تیری ماں باپ سے بھی ماں باپ سے بھی سوا ہے شفقت تیری یور لو از مچ مور دین دا لو آف دا فادر اینڈ مدر اللہ لو ٹو دا پیپل از مچ مور دین دا لو آف دا فادر اینڈ مدر افزوں ہے تیرے غضب سے رحمت تیری او لارڈ یور مرسی از مچ مور اسٹرانگر اینڈ بگر then your anger. Jannat inaam kar ki dozakh me jala. Whether you give us paradise or make us to be interned to far afil, woh rahm tera hai, ye adalat teri. That is your mercy and this is your justice. If Allah wants to just, then nobody can save from the far afil. Anybody who gets paradise, it is because of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To understand actually when the Quran actually mentioning all these, these, these events, it is not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what to enjoy the human being problem? No. He wants to just, you know, warn the people. Okay, we don't have enough time. Let's finish, inshallah. So, إِنَّ الْأَبْرَارَ لَفِي نَعِيمِ وَإِنَّ الْفُجَّارَ لَفِي جَحِيمِ After all these records, what do we want to know? We want to know who are abrar and who are fujjar. What abrar means? Abrar is a word in Arabic language. جَمْعَةْ بُلُورَةْ بَرْرُونَ And barun is coming from the word بِرْرُونَ بِرْرُونَ basically means obedience with love and loyalty obedience with love and loyalty bir basically means that you obey your your lord loving him and also in full loyalty with him don't make your loyalty to go to shaitan or to someone else full loyalty like for example if you become friend of your en- his enemy then you are not full loyalty obedience with love if you obey him but you don't love him you are not, you don't have bir if you obey him but you don't love him not a bir. Obedience with love and loyalty properly that's what bir means. So abrar are those people who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who love him, who are loyal to him and then obey him. And that's the Quran says, 
you know, the, uh, you know, bir is not that you turn your face in the east or west. Walakin al birra man amana billahi wal yawmil akhir. The bir is the Quran saying. Yeah, in, su- in Surah Al-Baqarah, the Quran said, وَلَكِنَّ الْبِرَّ مَنْ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةِ وَالْكِتَابِ وَالنَّبِيِّينَ وَآتَ الْمَانَ عَلَى وَحِبِّهِ ذَوِي الْقُرْبَى وَالْإِتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينَ وَبْنَ السَّبِيلِ وَالسَّائِلِينَ فِي الرِّقَابِ وَأَقَامَ الصَّلَاةَ And then the Quran said, the bir is those people who believe in Allah on the last day, the angels, the book of Allah, the prophets, and they spend their money, though they love the money, but still they spend it to their relatives, to the orphans, to the poor people, to the travelers, to the beggars, and to free the you know, slaves. They spend all that. That you see, the Quran is saying that this is bir. The bir basically is not only just, you know, I am Muslim. This is not. Bir is Iman. Believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as his ilah, and no, there is no ilah other than him. His messengers, his books, and then all the actions, you spend money in the path of Allah, sacrifice every single thing, do the prayer. When you do all that, then you are abrar. Then you are you know, full obedient to Allah The Quran is saying, Inna al-abrara lafi na'im. When the record will come, Allah will judge who is abrar, who is not. Those who are abrar, then Quran says, Inna al-abrara lafi na'im. Abrar are in favor of Allah. They are in paradise. Certainly, abrar are in the favor. What this favor is, in the next surah, Quran is going to explain. Next surah, surah Tathfif, which inshallah we are going to do next month, that is the surah where Quran is going to explain what is the favor that Allah is going to give to the Abrar people, to the people who are obedient to Allah, what they are going to get. Details will come there. Summary here is, there will be the favor in paradise from Allah Taala. Understand this thing really easy. That what Quran is saying, Abrar. You know what actually happens is, when nations become in decline, like Jews, Jews are Christian, and now Muslims, when they become declined, they leave all those things. And what actually they, they put on is what we can say, a religious makeup. A makeup of religion. They do those things which can make people think that you have a religion. So we can call actually it a religious makeup. They just make. Like for example, like an Indian people, if put in a, like a kurta and pajama and put a head there, you are religious. This religious makeup. It means you are good Muslim. That's what people think. If you put on like that, if a woman, she has jilbab and proper headscarf, so people think, oh, she must be very pious. We have made these religious makeups. And that's what we think really how people are. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never can be deceived by any makeup. Religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not by the makeup. No doubt, it's not that we don't, we, 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 we are against putting the headscarf or jilbab. No, people should have a headscarf and jilbab. But I'm trying to say that does not make you abrar. That's obligatory. Abarar is something else, really. It is proper Iman and proper Islam. If you don't have Iman Islam, then it is only makeup. But if you have Iman Islam, then this head scarf and jilbab, it also becomes part of your obedience. To understand, if people don't have Iman Islam, then basically the cloth only becomes religious makeup. If a alim put on the head or turban properly, a nice cloth and jubba and kubba and all those things, he does not pray, do this, does dishonesty, deceive the people, take the money, you know, and become rich and rich, love this dunya. He has got a religious makeup, but he is not from Abrar. Being Abrar is something different. Abrar means think in the heart, 
and in direction properly abroad basically means your private life is far far better and stronger than your public life you know like abdul qazi nani used to say there are people when they come on the member they are siddiq like abu bakr siddiq radiallahu anhu but when they are in the house they are zindiq that actually if if your piety only to show off you put on the makeup basically whether men or women then you are not abroad but if your piety is inside the heart you know action properly piety fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which stops you from any injustice and then you also have you know this cloth there no harm in that companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam they never had any religious makeup you never can find any companion who was dist- distinguished from other they don't have turban the companions didn't have turban the companions didn't have enough clothes they used to have only one cloth sometimes just one something you know lower part of garment they don't even even shirt properly when they used to go for prayer just one cloth we people when we go for the prayer we have got you know kameez shirt trouser then jubba then turban and there's something hanging from both shoulders and then we come for the prayer and our prayer has no value for companions like that one cloth jabir abdullah radiyallahu anhu came to lead the prayer he took off his his his, his turban took off his his shirt and just one azar one lower garment and led the prayer and then after the salam one of the followers said why did, why did you take off all your clothes so he said so a person stupid like you ask me why did i did because i've seen the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam praying in a single cloth many times so that's why he said so a person stupid like you ask me and that hadith in sahih muslim you can read there and now we people we think really that what what can, you know understand one thing what impresses you it is not what impresses allah subhanahu wa ta'ala understand it allah is never impressed by what you are impressed always love this thing properly you can impress the human being by certain things you never can impress your lord your lord is not impressed by what people are impressed he is not impressed by those things the clothes don't impress him colors don't impress him designs don't impress him people can be impressed if i have nice clothes somebody can ask me where did you make it and you can say in no, pakistan karachi to he'll say okay can i get one like that they can be impressed but allah never can be impressed you can't impress him by this clothes understand this properly religion is not a makeup religion is something inside the heart it is from your body don't treat religion as a makeup and know the difference properly then you can be abrar to innal abrara lafi naim certainly abrar are in the favor of their lord wa innal fujjara lafi jahim and the fujjar opposite of abrar those who are wicked sinner people fajara basically means the one who has no shame in sin if somebody does sin and hide itself it is not fajir fajir is someone who does the sin openly then care then fast month of ramadan doesn't go for the prayer does adultery does anything don't care about people unbelief fujjar openly shameless person those who are openly sinners about them the quran says lafi jahim certainly they are in the fire of hell yaslawnaha yawm ad-din and they will enter into that fire on the day of judgment when judgment will happen these people will be made to enter into the fire wa ma hum anha bighaibin and they never will be away from that fire once they enter they never can move they can never can leave it never can happen sometimes quran says khalidin fiha they always will be there it is their eternal life you know in this world any problem happens then it goes 
Don't think about the fire of hell like that. It is not that it happens, it goes. Quran says, They are never going to be put away from that. Like Quran says, In other words, they are never going to be taken out from the fire of hell. Never, never. Once they enter, they will remain there forever. And then Quran says, What makes you to know what is the day of judgment? It's really great day. It's really a day frightening. Quran said, Do you know what, what this means? Do you know what the day of judgment means? Then again look. Do you know what the day of judgment means? Think properly. The day when no soul can own anything for other soul. Nobody can avail. No father can benefit the son. Nobody can help anybody. Nobody owns anything. And that actually has come in Surah Abbas very clearly. The day when the man will run away from his brother. And from his mother and father. From his wife, the one who has been living with all the time, and his children. Everybody has his own concern, his own problem, his own matter. Nobody is to help. That Quran is saying, do you know what, what day of judgment is? where nobody owns anything for that person. The matter is fully in that day owned by Allah. He decides. Quran says in other words, to whom the kingdom belongs today? For Allah. One Allah who is qahar, dominant. Nobody can defeat him. You know, this really, that, understand this thing properly. In this world, your tribe, your community, your army, you know, your country, you know, they can help you. Sometimes you have problems. But time will come when nobody can help. If you go to another country, you have a difficulty, you go to your embassy, they can make effort to solve your problem. People can help you. You can contact over the phone some people who you know, and they can come and help you. Imagine a problem where nobody helps you. Other than Allah, nobody is with you. Nobody can come to, to benefit you. People are running away from you. Nobody even say, I can come to you, with you. You know, it is, Allah is not going to accept anyway, but even nobody can dare to come and support you. Nobody is going to support. It is just between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the reality, really, we have to understand. You know, the world that we are living, really, it really, you know, we are deceived. We are really deceived. You know, many, many people, they are just happy that, you know, we learn, we study in the university, we get the job, we buy the house, we get married, we have children, and now we are successful. There are people, actually this doesn't happen so easily. Every single thing of this, it takes a lot of problem. But people think like that, really. The believers don't look like that. What is sky for you, that is earth for someone else. You know, just imagine, Allah SWT has made the person high, look higher. Don't look this, uh, uh, on those things. I'm just going to read a few verses from Iqbal, and then finish, then you can ask questions, inshallah. He said, Mumkin hai kutki tu jisko samajta hai bahara auru ki nigahon mein wo mosam ho khizan ka. It is possible that what you think as a spring, you think it is a spring, you are so happy that you got a spring. It is possible that whatever you think as a spring, it could be an autumn in the eyes of others. You think it is spring, but others know it is not a spring. You are deceived. It is just an autumn and you are just, you know, happy. Hai silsila ahwaal kahar lahza jigar gun, ay salik, ay salik rah, fikr nakar sudo ziyaka. 
this world all the time keeps changing. You know, don't think really that what you have got the knowledge, that's enough. Shayat ki zami hai, ye kisi aur jahan ki, tu jisko samajta hai, falak apne jahan ka. You know, you think this is the sky. You know, because this is sky of your earth. You think the sky. But you don't know that the sky could be an earth for another sky. What is the highest point for you, that could be the lowest for someone else. You know, whatever you think as the sky for you, for someone it is just uh, the earth. You know, if people get, you know, all this position, they become prime minister and you know, all this president and this and that, so arrogant and they don't understand. For many people, it is just ground. There is sky somewhere else, that is your sky maybe, but for them it is not the sky. It is a small thing. You know, once somebody complained to the ruler of, of Syria about Ibn Taymiyyah, Ibn Taymiyyah has got so many supporters, he wants to rebel against you and take your kingdom. Rulers become frightened when something like that happens. The ruler of, of, of Syria, he called Ibn Taymiyyah and other ulama, and he said to him that you are planning to rebel against me and took, take my kingdom from me uh, with the help of your students. Ibn Taymiyyah said to him, do you think I am going to take you from, from you your kingdom? To me, your kingdom and the kingdom of all the Mongols, Mongols were the biggest power at, at that time, your kingdom and the kingdom of all Mongols, to me they are not even equal to one penny. One pence. You think I'm going to take that? You know, it could be for you a big thing that you become president of Egypt, you know, but not for everybody. There are people that think it is nothing, has no value. It could be for you, you think you have become president of the United States, you are president of the most important power, but not everybody thinks like that. There are people in the world who think nothing. If they are given, they are not going to take, because to them it is humiliation. You know, for them, the world is much, much bigger. That is ground, that earth, you know, for, for the sky. They have another sky. What you think of the sky, that is earth for them. They move from there, they keep moving. You don't understand this thing really, don't make yourself limited really. You know, this, this thing is very bad for a human being. That th your life becomes earning money, building the house, and buying the car, and then die. Is it really the life? Is it why you have been created? Is it what you are proud of that, that I have got such a big car, precious car, big, ho big house, and that's what you are proud of that? Think properly. You know, this is not something of pride. Don't waste your time. You know, Allah SWT made you for something more precious. You could buy paradise and you are content with a car. You know, you can get actually the whole universe and bigger than that. Har do alam qeemate khud guftai nirkha balakun ki arzani hunuz. You say your value is both world, this world and that world. If they give you, you can be sold. No, raise your price, still you are cheap. If they make you person of United States, or the ruler of the whole world, say, no, I'm not so cheap that you buy me. You know, this has no value. My price is much more higher. You know, say like that. But sali ma'ana muhakkak shudbakhaqani ki yakdam ba khuda budan bi sulaimani. After 30 years, this meaning has become very clear to the mind of Khaqani that one moment with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is far, far better than the kingdom of Sulaiman al-Islam. One moment. To the believers, what subhanallah is big, bigger and better than the ruling of the whole world, than the kingdom of the whole world. If people give you the kingdom of the whole world and they take away your time to say subhanallah, don't accept it. One subhanallah has much, much more value than the whole thing. You know, there are people different. You know, move, move from these things really. You know, I don't like young people when their life becomes around money, around house, around the marriage, 
and around eating and drinking and sometime in this restaurant, sometime in that restaurant, that's your life, wasting time. Move from these things. You can live without going to restaurant. You can live without those foods. A small amount of food can be enough for you. You can live on the dates. You can live on the fruits. You can live on the vegetable. You can live without eating. If you certain some day you don't eat anything, nothing will happen. You are not going to die. So move away from this thing. Don't become actually the animal of eating, drinking, and stomach. Basically, that people say that you know some people say, what is la ilaha illallah? There is no ilaha other than Allah. And some people say ilaha kalama is what la ilaha illa al maida. There is no ilaha except the stomach. The only ilaha they have got is stomach. And that the Quran says that for aita man ittakhada ilaha hu hawahu. Have you seen the one? who has made his desire as his Allah. He just worshipped his desire. The believers should be actually aware that reality is much more striking than coming really. You know, poverty is not the main problem of the human being. It is not the main problem. The real problem is the day hereafter, the day of judgment. So I'll stop it here, inshallah. If you have any question, please ask. Sorry? Uh, about oh, really? Now it's, I've become tired, really. I have to, I have to think. Finally, I, I have to think, really. I don't have anything about that. Okay. I have said everything. Now I have to get more energy to say something new. <laughs> tomorrow, inshallah. Maybe tomorrow, inshallah, let's see if I think something. Moving from second group, I don't understand which group is. Believe that I, I asked, asked him to retract the question. Believe that uh, until we get oh, it clear. Oh. You know, these angels basically are right shoulder and, and left one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them power to know things more than we can know. So, for example, we, they also know what we do, they also know what we speak, but sometimes they also know what we determine. So, some certain, for example, somebody, you know, going take his sword, leaving his house, you know, thinking they are going to kill someone. He did not, does not kill the person, but he has made every single thing. So, even that he, they know that he is going to kill so and so. There they know, they write down. To that they can see from indication. So it's not that they know unseen, but certain things Allah SWT has given them more. Like for example, we, sometimes we can see from the science of something, it is going to happen. So similarly, these angels, they know the deeds of the people, what they say, and say also they can know what they determine. But there are certain things which people have in the heart, and we can't know <coughs> from outside, they don't know that. That's only known to Allah SWT. That's why I can see in the day of judgment, 
when, when the believers will be paradise and the believers in the fire of hell. So then angels and uh, prophets and messengers, they will come for intercession. Everybody will intercede for certain people. After everybody's intercession, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take people handful from fire of hell and make them to go to paradise. So the ulama said these are the people whose good deeds were even hidden from the angels. Even the angels did not know that they are right people. They have some good deeds. They have some iman. That only was not to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he, he took them out. So no doubt there are certain things known by, by, not by everybody. But most obvious things for which people are going to get certainly reward or something like that, they are known by these angels. So they record them. No, no, that verse is, you know, the thing basically, Quran wants the believers, people to become believers. Then among the believers, you come first category or second category up to you how much you make effort, but at least to be one of the category. So sometimes Quran only makes two categories, believers and believers. And sometimes among the believers, two categories, one is, you know, better, one the sadaqun, one is the next one. But this was actually not that, this was basically want to say that this, you know, people's guidance depends on their willingness. But Quran wants to say in this world there are not two, two doers. Everything done by Allah. People don't think that they are free to do whatever like. So that's why Quran makes all the time properly that every will of the people that depend on the will of Allah. Meaning simple is that people need to work hard and then trust in Allah. Trust in Him. You, have be, you believe, you work hard, you worship Him, but trust in Him that you know it is not your belief and actions going to matter if Allah does not help you. So I keep asking Him, don't depend on your action. Depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Basically, the people saying, Umata Shaun in Allah, it is the verse of Tawakkul. Your trust should be fully in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To always keep begging Him and asking. That's what it means. But whether people to move to the first category or second, up to the people. But you know, the people who are better, they move to the first one. Is it what? Is it obligatory on Muslims to inform non-Muslims about the day of judgment? Is it obligatory to inform non-Muslims about the day of judgment? Oh yeah, this is no doubt. It is one of the da'wah. You know, believers must tell people about the day of judgment. But you know, telling is a different way. Telling does not mean that you go and tell the people. First actually is people should be realized from, from your deeds, from your actions, that you believe in another world. You know, and a believer should know that these people, they are not working for this life. They are working for the hereafter. So that should be known. Then after that, if you say one word, it can work. But if they say really, we do exactly what they do, and then we say about day of judgment, they are not going to listen. If we behave in this world, same way as believers do, they are not going to listen. They should see really that these people, they are not concerned about this world. They can spend money, their part, they help everybody. They do this, they spend their time to, other, to help other people. You know, for, you know we people don't do this. What makes them to do these things? 
they can see from the life of the believers that they're working for the hereafter. That is the real da'wah, real call. So we believers, first really should believe in the judgment. We don't believe, but we want other people to believe. We're not going to help. The belief should start from us. And mostly really, we people are not proper believers in the day of judgment. But no doubt, it is duty. But duty starts from yourself. You know, this is basically what I try to say. Dawa should not be made excuse for not calling yourself. You know, Dawa should start from yourself and remain all your life. Meaning is that you should act on Dawa more than you spend time to call people. I don't know these details, but Afoon means the one who is all forgiving. So when people do sins, he forgives. Whether you ask him to forgive or because he forgives, because you do good deeds, like people go to the mosque, they pray properly, sincerely, to in between whatever minor sins they have done, he forgives them. And sometimes you do small sin or big sin, and you ask Allah, oh Allah, forgive me, and then he forgives you. So, you know, that Afoon, you know, he sins, basically he can forgo all the sins. Uh, 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 anything, but I don't know this specific meaning that uh, somebody is asking. They are asking, when, are, are there sins which are not written down that are not even the, the angels would know? I don't think really that, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way is, he, he rewards for the, for the good intention, but he does not punish for the bad intention. So bad intention, they are not punished. And good intention, they could be not known by the angels, but Allah knows. So, uh, people will be only judged for the things which are written because they are the things were uh, important. But if the intention is not determination, it is just intention, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, does not punish people for that. Actually, if people make intention, bad intention, and they don't do it, they get good reward for that. They get reward. For example, if somebody has a bad desire, you know, for zina or something like that, and then he does not do that, he will get reward for that. But when people determine to do something and they want really to do, then no doubt it becomes sin. So those are known by angels. But you know, intentions, they are not known by the angels. They are only known by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
just a general question about um, like if you're praying, like you're fundraising, uh, in what circumstances can you pray? Like you are praying in the middle of the prayer and you give him something, like maybe you let a door or a car open or something like that. Can you have to break your prayer and go and lock the car and come back and pray again? Or no, can you repeat again? Things are not very clear. Can you repeat again? Can you, can, can Faisal, you say what, what is the question? Yeah, you know, the scholars say that, you know, if you are in the prayer and there is any danger for your life or for your property, you are allowed to break the prayer. So, for example, like car or any property, which is the precious, and people think really that, you know, if they don't attend there, it will be harm. So, they are allowed to leave the prayer and go and look after your property, then come back and they start prayer. So, for those things, that's why it's better really to take care of all those things even before the prayer. But anyway, if somehow it happened, the people are allowed to go, leave the prayer, go and do and then come back. You are allowed. Okay, brothers and sisters, don't forget the prize here and the posters here. Don't forget to take, especially people from Luton, London. Uh, see, what is the tsunami of the Mahasra of understanding what I have to send forward and what is that? Sunnah. I mean, is there, are there examples of how the Sahaba used to do Mahasra? I don't know if you see about Sahaba, but there are Salaf have been doing this thing. Many people before sleep, they used to think properly from morning until evening that what they have done and how much has been in the ibadah and how much you know, it has been you know, not ibadah. They used to think. Some people used to even write down because they think if you write down every single thing, then you don't do things because it's too much to write. So, you know, people, there have been people like that, but anywhere that simple thing really is to make effort really. Writing every single thing, recording everything will be very, very difficult for many people. But simple thing really at least think. Sometimes think really that what I have done and how much I have achieved and especially really like showing off and not doing things for Allah SWT, that really very, very dangerous because people do worship Allah SWT and then intention becomes bad. So, there's so much sin to deal a little bit, but you know, uh, uh, sincerely for Allah SWT. Another thing which can help the people is don't harm anybody, don't hurt anybody. This is very, very important. Do a little prayer, help people, but don't harm anybody, don't hurt anybody. Even if people harm you, don't take revenge. You know, forgive the people. That will make you very, very near to Allah Taala. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more. Subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.